0: Welcome to the Pacific Point Church Podcast, where we're learning to love and live like Jesus. During this half hour, we're praying that God will direct, encourage, and speak to you. So glad you're here with us today. We're excited to be here on a Sunday. Um, We are in the book of James. And uh, uh, last week, we talked about what does wisdom look like in James 3.13. And it says this, Who is wise to understand among you? by his good conduct let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. So that was last week we talked about and actually I had more passages for last week but we got going and it was so much that uh I didn't get through it. So what I thought I'd do is is take it this week and grab the next half. And it says this in James 3:14 through 18. But if you have bitter jealousy or selfish ambition in your hearts Do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits impartial and sincere and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace let's let's pray father i thank you for this time this morning god i pray that you would speak to us god that we would have ears to hear and eyes to see holy spirit that you'd bring enlightenment and conviction where, uh, where there's unresolved sin God, would you bring your grace, your blood, Jesus, that would cover our sins, Father? I thank you for this time this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. In in Lane, whoa, I heard you, uh, your your voice, and you throw me because you're usually over there. It's like people. You, when you, I'm telling you, you really want to mess with me. I I've got a little bit of OCD. So if you really, Shelly, you did it to me too. You use If you really want to mess with my head start don't sit in the same place each week and mix it up it just throws me throws me so there's a few over here thank you for staying steady in this side most see these over here the rest of you are messing with my head and to which my wife would say hey please mess with the head and keep moving i'm surprised you haven't moved to the other side yet but um so it, it, James is setting a picture and the picture is really important. It's, it, it's, it's, it's one, and he finishes with this, this last, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace. And he uses that picture because in that time they would fully understand, uh, it's an agrarian uh, uh, society and culture. So they would understand when you talked about seeds and harvest, I have some seeds. It would It would hit home And what would hit home is, and and he finishes this by saying, look, when you do these things or don't do these things, here's what you're doing. You're you're, you're sowing seeds. See, now, the, the Christians, we don't think, stop, and realize that what we say and what we do is exactly that. It's sowing seeds. But what James knows that we don't understand many times is that when I act and when I do, seeds are going forth and there's going to be a fruit that will be produced. Oh, we have a dog up front. I'm sorry. I'm feeding the dog. I'll go this side. What he understood was this, that if you sow properly, it'll grow and be beautiful. But, but if you, you sow to the hardness to the ground, not so much. Keep, keep that in the context as we talk this morning, as we interact. Just that, that's a foundation that's so important, so important for what he's saying. Jeremiah, there you go. Immediately after you're challenging us in, 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 uh, on wisdom, James tell, uh, tells us what wisdom isn't. He goes, this is what it's not. In verse 14 and 15, he says this. But if you have bitter jealousy, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Bitter jealousy and and, and ambition. These are seeds that we sow on the ground. See, here's why I'm doing this. and Here's why pictures are so important. Because church, what we need to do is stop and think before we react bitterly or jealous or whatever that emotion is. James is addressing relational conflicts within the church. There's some issues in church. He's talking primarily to the believers and reminding them that bitter jealousy and selfish ambition don't come from God. You say you're a Christian, but this is what's coming forth from you. These two shouldn't exist in the same place. They shouldn't be in the same person that is redeemed, renewed, and a new creation in Christ Jesus. Wisdom is never bitter, jealous, and selfish. These two emotions divide the body. This is James' concern. When we talk about the body, we're talking about the body of Christ, but we're also talking about families. Marriage, relationships, friendships, bitterness and, 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 and anger and, and all, all these things, when they get in the root, they start to produce. Some of us may have sowed something in our marriage that we're eating from today that you wish you'd never sown. James gives us these strong words in verse 15 now. He says this, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Let's look at these three. He says this, first of all, he says they're earthly, merely human this bitterness and selfish ambition. If you have bitterness in your heart, if you're selfish, always wanting, or always keeping to yourself, he's saying this is merely human, incapable of sending to the level of divine wisdom. In other words, darkness and light cannot be in the same place. It's not divine, it's earthly. He says it's unspiritual, not concerned with God's values. When you have bitterness towards a friend, towards a spouse, towards a co-worker. You, you are not representing who Jesus is, who is forgiving, loving, kind. You're not concerned with godly values. You're holding on to earthly values. And then James says this, and and, and this is, I mean, just, just straightforward. He says it's demonic. Demonic. You now that, that, that always stirs things up. It's an interesting word because, um, we don't necessarily believe that there's a demonic realm. See, one of the enemy's greatest uh, victories is getting you and I to believe that there's nothing happening outside of what you and I see, that there's not a spiritual battle that's taken place. When the enemy can get you to a place where you don't even recognize, when you don't believe that the demonic realm is after your family, after your kids, after your hope, after your life, he's one. There has to be a recognition. And James clearly, and it's interesting that he puts it in this passage, clearly says it's demonic. What is demonic? Resembling or characteristics of demons or evil spirits. Now I was having a conversation about this with a a man that I disciple, and and he he had uh, he had watched the show Dahmer. Um, Let me just say, please don't watch that. Uh, There there is no reason. I know the depravity of man. I already know how bad. I don't need to put that. And let me just say, I am not a saint. I I I watch Step Brothers. Okay, I watch things that I probably should do not put this before your eyes. And I'm talking to this man and he's, and he's, he's talking about, you know, what's going on. And he was blown away by this. Cause I think it's pretty accurate as far as portrayal of what happened with Jeffrey Dahmer. And, and he was telling me some of the descriptive stuff and I'm going, dear God, I, 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 I said, it's demonic. And, and he says, what do you mean? I, and he's, he, he, this is a guy that knows Jesus, but has never been taught that there's a spiritual world out there. There's a demonic force that wants you and I, and, and he was trying to reconcile. how could god and how could jeffrey dahmer and how could all this stuff and then he went even further because apparently jeffrey dahmer got saved i didn't know that and 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 he's like i don't understand all this and i said because there's a devil and he hates you he wants to destroy your marriage your family your children and we as christians just walk around like oh you know halloween's fine Uh uh-oh that was for you chris It's all right to celebrate the demonic. Don't, I I don't, I'm not going off on that. (laughs) But let me show you some passages about the demonic. Satan seeks to devour believers. First Peter 5, 8, be sober-minded, be watchful, your adversary. Look, you have an adversary. There's an adversary out there. And if you don't know who your adversary is, how do you engage in the battle? There's an adversary out. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. It can't be more clear than that, Christians. Church, recognize, open our eyes. And and, and, and when you when you I mean, she, whoa, did you hear that? Kid screaming. Well I got it. Manifesting over there, Chris. You might go to a checkout over there. You know, when we've gone through some family stuff and, and, and me, you know, um, she's the uh, more godly of the two of us and I get mad and anger starts for me and my wife goes, stop, do you not see? This is demonic, this is spiritual, it's not emotional. And she has great wisdom and I go, okay, stop, let me think, let me listen to her. This is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle. When, when, uh, sorry, Luke, you can tell McKenna if I get in trouble. Um, When McKenna was a young girl, we got into it one day. And and I went to grab her like this. The next thing you know, we're wrestling. The next thing you know, I'm losing. I don't know if you heard this story. Okay, good, bridge version. The next thing you know, as clear as can be, the Holy Spirit says, this is not physical, this is a spiritual battle. And it's went, whoa. Church, we have to realize there's a there's a spiritual battle going on today. It, 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 Satan schemes against Christians. Ephesians 6:11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. That you can stand against his schemes. Satan tempts. Matthew 4, 2, for 40 days being tempted by the devil. And, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. Jesus was tempted by the enemy. The enemy is real. James is telling us look, there's a demonic force out there. Don't discount it. But don't go to the other side where there's a devil behind every bush. You've heard though, you know, those guys? The devil made me do it. No, no, no. You have accountability. You have accountability in life. There's not a devil behind every bush. Sometimes there's an idiot behind the bush. And you have to recognize it by looking in the mirror. James is telling us, church, to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Stop sowing seeds of bitterness and jealousy. See, seeds are supposed to produce something, something good. And we, we, we're bitter and we're jealous and, and we throw the seeds on a hard soil and it doesn't produce anything good. Bitterness and jealousy and selfish ambition, What do they rise out of? Where, where do those come from? They come from insecurity and fear. Insecurity and fear. I'm insecure about something, I'm afraid of something. Insecurity and fear, what do they rise out of? Our perceived, present deficiencies. What does that mean? Those are big words for a dumb hockey player. It's this, we'll we'll reverse this. Insecurity and fear, bitterness and jealousy come because you have something that I want. They have something that I want. I want that, and I'm jealous, and I'm bitter that I don't have it because I deserve it. Therefore, I'm insecure and I have this fear that I won't be taken of. And I'm insecure because I don't have the right clothes, the right shoes, the right house, the right car, the right whatever. Fill in the blank. I don't have the right amount of cash. I don't have the right girl from the right boy from the right husband, the right wife, the right kids. I don't have those things, so I'm insecure. And fear comes over me. Then I become bitter and I become jealous. And then what rises out of that? Deficiencies. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Bitter, jealous, and selfish ambitions, I don't have. I really need. I deserve. They don't deserve it. Have you ever said that? He doesn't deserve that. She doesn't deserve that. I do. Look, God, I have served you for 20 years. Why am I still renting? Look, God, I've served you for 10 years. Why don't I have a husband or a wife? Look, God, I've served you for two years. Why am I still in this job? James says this bitterness and this selfishness I, I, I deserve is demonic. And he says this, For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Wow disorder in every, it's a dangerous combination. Think about that combination. Stop for a moment and think if you've ever been in this cycle, maybe you're in it now. Maybe it's a moment. Maybe it's here. Maybe it's there. The selfish ambition plus bitter jealousy equals disorder and vile praxis disorder, chaos, because you can't control your emotions. You can't get a hold of yourself. And you're just sowing seeds. You're sowing seeds and it's this bitterness and it's this, this, and then disorder comes into your life and vile practices come into your life. See, worldly wisdom was what James was saying last week. Worldly wisdom is it looks through the prism of envy, jealousy, selfish, and pride. Worldly wisdom is like, they have something, I need it. They have something, I should have it. Look at that over there. It's me. It's me. It's all about me and mine. That's the worldly uh, religion and wisdom. Always trying to catch up. Always trying to get. Gotta have, gotta have not easy here in orange county the fruit of that is insatiable you cannot be satisfied it's insatiable the desire to get what i want and get it now is insatiable and ne- I, I, you need the next thing it, I, it it's 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 my issue with um trucks i, I it's like I I get a truck and then the next one comes out and it's got a bigger screen and it's got cool red interior and it's got, you know, this or that. And it's like, okay, how many days until I can turn this one in and get the next one? It's insatiable. The next one comes and I get the next one. The next one's so cool. And the first month or two, it's, Unbelievable. You know what? And then it, it, I, I got the latest one that, that I got just recently. And then they started talking about the, the Dodge electric truck, the, I don't know, lightning or something. And I'm looking at, it, I'm like, when is this coming out? And I go to Dodge and say, put me on the list for this. It's insatiable. Dodge is always going to have a new trick up their sleeve. And I'm the sucker. Some of us are suckers in our relationships. He's not enough. He's not enough. It's not enough. Some of us are suckers with our money. It's not enough. Gotta get more. Gotta work harder. got get another job. At the expense of my children. Worldly wisdom is insatiable. Second 2 Peter 2.14 says it this way. They have their eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed, accursed children. That's harsh words. Worldly wisdom is is filled with lies and perversion. It perverts the truth of happiness. It says, if you get this, you will be happy. If you do this, you will be happy. If you have him as a husband, you will be happy. If you have her as a a, a wife, you'll be happy. They're lies and they're perverted and the enemy perverts things over and over. And, And we say to ourselves and we lie to ourselves and say, then I will be satisfied. And we're not. Worldly wisdom. See, here's the problem with worldly wisdom. Our self-ambition is eventually required, requires us to hurt someone to get what we want. You go, oh, I've never done that. Stop for a second. I'm, you know, my marriage, my work, are are we all right stepping over someone to get what we want at our jobs? Are you all right to step over someone you love to get what you want? We do it all the time. Now, played out to its nth degree, To played out to its, it, 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 it's, its Jeffrey Dahmer. It starts with a small seed of sin, and it grows because it's insatiable, and it grows because it's insatiable, and it's not contained, and it goes, it requires, and eventually goes to where it hurts someone, even unto their death if left uncontrolled. It encourages us to make excuses for our selfishness. No, 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 I'm not just self, I'm not self. Honey, I'm working two jobs so I can take care of you. It's crap. When and when when your family or someone goes, "Hey, you know, we don't care about two jobs. We don't care about the next Dodge truck. What we care about is you and our family and the time we have together." We make excuses. worldly wisdom it makes us hard and, and resistant to correction. Hey, stop, slow down. No, 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 no. no. Our standards for what is acceptable is eventually, uh, uh, even eventually, needed to be compromised to keep us moving on. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. It's a cycle that we see. But here's the beauty of the scripture. Here's the beauty of James. If he just left us there, Dear Lord, let's all go home and have a beer and call it a day. We can do that anyways, but that's, that was funny. Come on, Patriots is taped, I'll watch that. Probably not have a beer, but I'll watch it. Um, he gives us hope. The beauty of what James does, the beauty of this scripture is it doesn't leave us in our despair. He doesn't leave us. He says, he gives us this warning and then he pulls up hope and he says this, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then it's peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. That's the fruit that God wants you to sow. That's the fruit that he wants in, and that you'll see growth, that you'll see beauty out of. Godly wisdom is peace-loving. Let's do a mental checklist. Let's do a mental checklist. Godly wisdom, wisdom, peace-loving. Are you always in conflict? Puts a high value on easing conflict. Are you always in conflict? It's gentle and considerate. Godly wisdom is, is 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 the gentleness that just says, "May I help you? How can I help you? What can we do?" I, I I we had business meetings this week, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's like we've been going. We've had fifty-five some people in town, and uh, part of my job is, is is do some motivational speaking, do some leadership training, do some of those things, and invariably there's there's conflict. Conflict. I had to talk to some people. My natural self phone to go. Stop being an idiot. You're an idiot. Stop. You're just a uh, just. Oh. All these words that I wanted to say, and and I was getting fired up, thinking in my mind what I was going to say. And and the CEO um, uh, was there, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I got a meeting next with this this lady." and 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 he, he he's a he's a great guy and and I, he's like what's going on and I'm talking conflict and I'm like I'm I'm just so done with this and he's like stop relax and then he says this do you not remember your message the last two weeks and I said you're fired and he said you can't fire me he's like words matter my natural instinct was just to go in and and just go ah. I went in with gentleness, not because I wanted to, or I was going to, but by God's grace, he put a man in my life that I regularly talked to that said, yeah, remember your words matter. Changed my stance. Not ready to fight. I was ready to fight. I love a good fight. You do too. Ready to serve reasonable or submissive even, ready to see things from another point of view. That one, I just like, okay, let me put on a different hat and see. Full of mercy, impartial, not showing favoritism, sincere, not fake. You, You wanna reach your community you want to reach your loved ones? You want to reach people in your workplace? Godly wisdom is the answer. Godly wisdom. And this is what James is saying. He's saying, church, wake up. There's a demonic force that wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. But God, And, and you're sowing seeds right into it. And the fruit that you're going to eat from it, you don't want to eat. But God gives wisdom. Godly wisdom has legs to it. In other words, wisdom from God produces something. It's always moving. It's always going peacefully, bringing peace, bringing love, bringing mercy. Even when I look, gosh, when I'm looking in the eyes of someone that I just don't like, it's an interesting dichotomy because God says to love, but he's never told me I had to like them. Do you know that? I can not like you, but still love you. It doesn't mean I have to hang around with you. And I'm not talking about your husbands, okay? Come on. That was funny. Dad, thank you. Look, I'm not telling you you have to like someone, but I'm telling you, you better be patient with them. I'm not telling you have to like someone, but you better show the love of Jesus and mercy with them. I'm not telling you have to hang out with someone, but, but when the time comes, don't pick the fight. That's what he's saying. He goes to verse 18. He goes to verse 18. He says, a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Harvest of righteousness is sown. So, so I go into this room with this, this, this person, and I just sow seeds of, you know, it's, I love what you're doing. I just sow seeds. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I think you're great. I think you have great wisdom and all these things. I just need you to think a little bit and read the room a little bit. I need you to know that, you know, this, this person is, is very smart, type A, and, and we'll just, you know, I'm just like, just read your room and acknowledge people as people. Instead of what I wanted to say, and that person responded amazingly. It, some of you are going, I wish my wife would respond amazingly. I wish my husband would respond amazingly. Well, bring some godly wisdom in. Stop picking a fight. Some of your children, stop picking a fight because you're the boss, because you pay the bills. You ever pulled that one? I pay the bills in this place. I've never personally, but I know you guys have. I'm the one who brings in the money. That's crap, that's not the wisdom of God. That's an insecure leader. Secure man, woman, comes into the room and serves. Brings hope, brings grace brings God's mercy. How do we get wisdom? We become humble farmers. We become humble farmers. You want God's wisdom? You've got to become a humble farmer. Godly wisdom goes through the prism, goes through the glasses, goes through the the, the eyes of humility, which is Jesus and others. Godly wisdom goes through hu- the humility of Jesus is Lord and I'm not, and others, I'm here to serve. The humility of, okay, I'm going to drop all this. The humility of when I see this woman and I could tell her, a, gosh, that person, I could tell her a lot of things. I could tell them a lot of things because of my position and I could say a lot of things, but but out of who God has called me to be, there, there, there's a change that happens. Scripture repeatedly Makes it clear, humility is an essential component of living wisely without seeing ourselves aside, without setting ourselves aside. Humility is not going, oh, you know, and just throwing yourself out. It's how you respond, it's how you deal, it's how you act, it's how people see Jesus. 1 Peter 5 says, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud, literally opposes the proud. And I've used this example before. When my my boys were young and they'd have the boxing gloves and, and when they're real little, I could just go like this. And they'd swing, you know, and i just do this all day and no, never connect. That's the picture. God goes, oh, yeah? You want to be proud? He's just sitting there, just opposing. You. And you're swinging and you're trying and you're... And God's just... You know, just whistling and going, "What are you going to learn, you little dum dum?" I don't know. That God, pastor would God say that? Maybe. <laughs> just, just, and you're in an air. He gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. How do we get wisdom? How do we get wisdom? We become humble farmers. We sow seeds we sow seeds. You know what I do? I walk in the fear of the Lord. Solomon says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the fear of God is the type of respect and love as a child has for a parent, a fear of offending the one that they adore and trust. What I do is I grab those seeds and and I walk in the fear of God. When I walk into a room and go, I'm representing the Lord of Lord, the King of Kings, Jesus himself. I'm going to sow seeds into this place that will produce something beautiful. Humble farmer, I'm gonna desire wisdom. This doesn't just happen. This isn't randomness. This plant, did. did it just didn't go pop. Here's the plant. Hey, there, someone said, here are the seeds. What kind of plant is this? A green one, A what? A wh- Philadelphia? A what? That plant right there, someone did not just think it. The seeds from whatever one of you said, what you said back there, were were planted knowing that the beauty would come forth in such a way. Desiring wisdom is knowing this. As I read God's word, as I eat his word, as I take his word in, as I surround myself by wise men and women, I I, I desire wisdom and and, and I I take that and I sow it and I give it out and it produces wisdom what it intended to produce, not with what some of you don't want. Humble servant, I pray for wisdom. I pray for wisdom. How do I get God's wisdom? I pray for God's wisdom. I ask God, I ask the creator of heaven and earth, the King of kings, the Lord of Lords. I said, God, give me wisdom, give me wisdom. Solomon, we know the story. You know, he can have anything. He prays for wisdom, and then he got everything. Praying for wisdom. James one five tells us, if anybody you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I'm um, ask God, give me wisdom. Yesterday, after my the CEO rebuked me, and and didn't rebuke me, but told me to remember my own words. I'm like, okay, God, give me wisdom for this. Give me wisdom for this. Fourthly, I, I study God's Word. I, I grab a hold of it. and I search for it. And I look for it. I don't know how to deal with family stuff. Here's the answer. It's in here. From beginning to end, it covers it when I don't know what to do, when I don't know how to act, when I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. God's word is is pure and faithful. Getting wisdom is studying and meditating on God's word, relying upon this as opposed to my emotions. My emotions deceive me. The world tells me things and they're lies. This is where wisdom is, studying God's word. And when I study God's word, and when I ask God for wisdom, when I surround myself by godly people, when 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 I do those things, and and I get ready to sow into a situation, what is produced is this—something beautiful, something beautiful. That's what James is talking about. Seems pretty simple. So hard to walk out. You know why? Because it requires death. And I didn't put this in my notes. But the reason that you and I don't walk it out every day is because we don't die every single day. And, and the Bible clearly says, at least a, a seed dies and it goes to the ground. You, you, you can't. There's a death that has to take place in my life every single day, throughout the day, in order to produce what God wants to produce in my life. And unfortunately, church... She doesn't want to die. She wants to control. But here's what you should know. That is what they call insanity. You know the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, thinking you're going to get a different result. Yet, church, why do we walk in the demonic? I didn't say anybody was possessed, but I know in many ways the church has been influenced by the demonic. James says it. I didn't make it up. He says it right here in his word. To, to get wisdom, we, we must fear God, study his word, be prayerful, to desire to understand life from God's perspective, not mine. And sometimes that just means, okay, I'm going to die. I don't know what it looks like, God. I don't know how you're going to resolve, but I'm going to die to myself. And I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. It's the simplicity of the gospel. It's the beauty of the gospel. word prayer, each and every day. Each and every day. I, the simplicity and the beauty of the Gospels, the complexity of the Gospel, and this. I don't know how I'm going to fix this. Okay, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to read God's Word each day and trust Him. See, because if God is God, if God is God, He's omniscient, right? He knows all. He's omnipotent, right? He's omnipresent. He's, he's all these things. If God is God, and this scripture is true, what it says of Him is this, that He's merciful, He's gracious. And he doesn't always treat us as our sins deserve, Psalm 103. If God is God and this Bible is true, it says this in Ecclesiastes 3. He sees from beginning to end. And he makes everything beautiful in its time. You want to know where you screw this up? You think time only consists here while I'm on this earth. For some of us, that beauty comes at death, physical death, Resurrection with Christ. Some of us don't want to wait for that. You know why? Selfish ambition. i got to have it now. There are people that are dealing with sicknesses, that are dealing with disease, that are dealing with tragedy, that this side of heaven they won't taste for the most part, or experience what you and I get to in America and the life we live. Happiness. And that, that, that newness comes the other side when they meet their maker. That peace comes on the other side. I'm preaching a whole different message. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's got me all excited. I'm sorry. Look, the simplicity of the gospel, which is the complexity of the gospel, is word, pray, each and every day, each and every day watch what God might do. That's his wisdom. That's his wisdom. i finish with this. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Be a humble farmer. Be a humble farmer. Start sowing into your marriage. Start sowing into your relationships. Start sowing into your children. Start sowing into your neighbors. Start sowing into someone you've never met, but you see every day. Start sowing into your coworkers. Start sowing into whoever it is God brings across your path and let it be godly wisdom that it might produce something beautiful. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you're encouraged by today's message.